I'm back. Most important, we're back. No, (laughs) I wasn't sleeping for the entire time that I was away. The truth is that I took a break, a necessary break. There's a lot that went on in 2020, and there's a lot still going on. But the most important part is that we show up. And today, I showed up for myself, for my family, for the audience. Here to continue to tell a story, here to continue to uplift voices, here to educate others, and here to bridge the gap between communities. You all have been missed so, so much. I have so much to share. I think it's safe to say that sleep is more than just sleeping. The action of getting tired and then closing your eyes isn't the be-all, end-all. It's about the connections that we have with it in its totality, whether it's emotional, psychological. Maybe you love just the struggle of closing your eyes and that's what you enjoy the most. I know some of you are thinking, oh, please let me just knock out, right? Yeah, and that's natural as well. And we need to normalize that. So at this moment in time, I want you to listen to a few clips that I asked a few friends to record. I wanna thank them all for taking the time out of their day to answer this question. What is sleep to you? One that is very simple, but can be very complex. I hope you enjoy this. And if you find any similarities, just know that you're not alone. And if you hear something different, just understand that we either all have something to work towards or we have something that we're working with. Sleep is obviously for me an opportunity to rest my body and my mind to some extent, but it's also a reset for my mind and an opportunity for my mind to process without any distraction what happened or may be happening over the course of a day. Sleep for me is not just a time for healing, but I think it's also a time of genuine reconnection with myself. Sleep to me. Uh, um, sleep to me is, is fickle. It's relaxing, rejuvenating. 
but it's also stressful and anxiety-filled. Sleep represents my mind and body's ability to recover, rest, and restore itself after a long day. Sleep to me is the opportunity to wind down from the current day and prepare for the next. It's the one time a day to escape from the chaos of whatever's going on in life um, and is often the best part of the day, but also the most underappreciated. Hey, just calling in to share my thoughts on sleep. For me, sleep is is a necessity. It's a need just like eating well or or exercising. If I don't sleep, I get irritable and cranky and and I make bad decisions. But when I sleep, I am better rested and and ready to think thoughtfully and use patience in certain situations. I wish this wasn't the case always. I wish I could ignore that need, but it's something that I need to pay attention to. And it's my responsibility to myself and others that I take care of it. To me, sleep is shutting down for the day. It is sorting out the files of a busy day and a busy mind. It is rest, it is recovery, it's a pause of frustration, relief from stress, a moment to finally let go. and actions truly mean to you. Individuals who share an activity but have completely different experiences. Common themes of rejuvenation, love for oneself, creating that space to then provide and care for others, moments to reflect, moments to appreciate. And then also understanding how fickle it might be and how tiresome sleeping might actually be or how damaging or nerve-wracking whether it's present or absent we all have a different story and we all have something that we're going through the title of this episode is hi 2021 sleep for a reason and 
find it necessary for us to periodically define what we are experiencing in life and what better word and concept you know to redefine than sleep sleep is defined as a condition of body and mind that typically recurs for several hours every night in which the nervous system is relatively inactive the eyes closed the postural muscles relaxed and the consciousness practically suspended now that's a lot but to break it down it's just an understanding that your body and mind are going through a specific cycle that's attached to how your brain is operating all of the systems. Your eyes are closed, usually, and your muscles are in a state where they're very calm. And in terms of being aware of it, that's suspended. definition isn't really consistent for me and from what we just heard from my buddies who just shared their experience with sleep neither does it happen for them it's important to realize that that might be the definition but it's not truly the goal sometimes Sleep is just the amount of time that you're in bed. Sometimes sleep is how good your body feels after that amount of time. Sleep might be also associated with being still for a specific amount of time. And sleep might also just be the fact that you woke up at the end of whatever it was. We all are going through a different process. And our system, which is our brain, creates something entirely different for each and every one of us. With our different understandings and actions associated with sleep, it's safe to say that the expression, it's a mixed bag, can safely be used for sleep, conceptual or operational. It might be cyclical in disruption, consistent in stillness, or anything in between. But it's important to recognize and appreciate the small wins. For example, sleeping for four hours straight. Yes, it might be disruptive, and yes, your goal might be to sleep for seven to nine hours straight, but enjoy that win. 
do whatever you need to do to put yourself back in the situation to fall back to sleep. That's a small win. And it's also important to understand that there are studies that are attached to what's recommended for us. For example, the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they recommend that adults, that's 18 and older, for the main part, sleep between seven to nine hours each night. Now, of course, does that happen all the time? No. We all have something that we're going through or doing, or it's just a rough night, we can't sleep, we're on and off, or we just knock out and sleep for maybe more than that. But they place that number just so that we can aim for it because it's what our body actually needs as we've reached that particular moment of maturity um, for ourselves. Four straight hours isn't a bad start. Believe me, it is not the worst case scenario. It happens more than you think. You just received four straight hours of uninterrupted sleep. Now it's about thinking about the process of how you can jump back in. Maybe you need to use the bathroom. Maybe you need to get a drink of water. Maybe you might want to open the window and receive some of the sounds, but also a bit of a breeze if you can catch one. For myself, I have slept better when the room is at a cooler temperature. In addition to that, increasing or decreasing the humidity in my bedroom to around 40%. For me, knowing that is just purchasing a um, humidifier um, that also has a gauge on it and a meter. Um, a side note, be careful with the meters. You want to make sure you just check it and you probably might want to get a smaller handheld meter that then verifies and confirms uh, the percentage. Or you might just need to readjust you know, your pillow or put the covers over you just a little bit more. Snug, snug yourself in. Counting also works, even though, yes, we talk about it with kids, but also counting down. Um, looking at something in the distance. Um, making sure that, yes, if your mind does wander a little bit, then single it down to just one thing. It's important to place ourselves in the best position because our mind, as we're sleeping, is filing and storing all of the day's happenings. And it's also preparing for the day to come. So whatever sleep is to you, whether it's an opportunity to rest and reset, a collection of uninterrupted moments, a time of healing and reconnection that's for yourself and other people, or if it's the ability to recover, maybe to wind down and escape, that's a great practice for patience. And in addition to that, maybe it's just the conscious and unconscious practice of sorting things. Whatever it is to you, make sure you find it and you hold on to it. But think about the process, and it takes time, patience, and dedication to doing what works for you. 
with that said, it's important to come full circle. And what do I mean by that? Well, earlier in the episode, a couple of friends and pals shared what sleep meant to them. It might have been throughout their life, some from the past year, others for 2020. But if I'm really going to come full circle, I need to bring it back to them. And how I'm doing that is by asking them, what steps or systems have they found that are most helpful for them? Or what steps and systems have they created that have put them in the best position to sleep, whether it's for extended periods of time or whenever they really had to pick it back up. So enjoy. My relationship with sleep has always been a complicated one. As with so many people, I like to give my all, all day, every day. And so by the time I'm ready to go to bed, I'm exhausted. But often my brain is left stuck thinking about what's next, what's tomorrow. So ironically, the thing that has helped me form a better relationship with my sleep is having space and time to sit, relax, think, and process at the end of the day. I cannot go from work to the grocery store to a workout to cooking dinner to watching a show to bed. I have to carve out at least 20 minutes at the end of the day to sit, journal, read, talk to somebody, but there needs to be time to put something down and so that I can finally find the rest I need. I began to focus on my process of sleep by addressing my breathing and uh, my posture when I laid down, Um, making sure that my body was at complete rest has definitely aided me in getting better sleep. So what I'm trying to commit to right now is having a sleep schedule. So my plan is to get to bed around 10 or 11. So I know like to make that work, I have to start shutting down an hour before. So, you know, cutting off all the technology, no computer, no TV, no phone. Um, Maybe read a book, listen to some some soft music before bed. And the hardest part behind that is I want to say, you know, know, I'm a teacher, so I'm working long hours, I'm planning, grading, and then also having grad school. uh, I try to stretch my day out. You know, I don't want to come home and just do work and then go to bed. I try to kind of stretch my day out. So I kind of got to just accept that that day is going to be cut short and commit to going to bed at a certain time. Journaling has always been very important to me. It's a practice that I've been doing since college. It's a way for me to ground myself and to organize my thoughts. And in terms of my relationship with sleep, if I can just stay mindful of the days of when I'm getting a good amount of sleep and how I feel and the days where I don't get as much sleep as I would like to, it helps keep like a running record in my mind of areas where I can improve on and uh, different ways I can go about, you know, getting more um, fulfilling sleep.
throughout the night. One thing I've started doing to improve my relationship with sleep is to put down electronics um, when I'm when I'm going to bed. So I've instituted a policy of no phone or TV and started reading instead. I've found that to be a significant help. That's a good question. For me, it's a, a balancing of priorities. My partner works late, so she's getting home at a similar time that I would be normally going to bed. And so I'm making a choice if I'm staying up and visiting with her or if I'm going to sleep at that time. And that's a tough one to choose because I value both a lot. And so depending on the day that's coming up, I make different choices. To help myself get to the place of feeling relaxed and feeling ready to go to sleep, I've also been um, making some space for myself to take a break from screen time. And that's been in the form of like drawing recently. I've been really enjoying drawing before I go to bed. Thanks for I haven't had a good relationship with my sleep for a very long time. So being aware and respecting the importance that sleep has uh, to my physical health, my mental health, and my emotional health and healing, I have recently committed to getting at least seven hours of sleep every night with the use of timers in the evening and to not underestimate the importance that it has in my body and in my mind and reminding myself constantly you have to get enough sleep it is not an option anymore journey that we're on but it's also important to know that you're not alone if you connected with any of the voices that you heard see if their path works for you tweak it to what works for your setting maybe it isn't the whole thing but it might be part of it I am so grateful that I have this opportunity to share their stories, but I also can't wait to hear more about their journey. This is an important time for all of us after the day is over, or even when we just need to take a break. When you get that opportunity to close your eyes, make it meaningful and think about the process you will get to the goal. Step by step, asking questions, being patient, and committing to the action. Sometimes I feel like I need to be motivated to sleep. But a wise person just told me to just let go and give it a try. That's a wrap. Episode three. 
finished. I hope it served you well. And I hope you learned something. I hope you were challenged. I hope you had comments, questions, insight. My door is open for all of it. I can't wait to share more. And I also can't wait to listen. If you are about to fall asleep, good luck and enjoy. If you're not, I can't wait for your journey ahead. This is Maurice Hicks saying thank you and have a good one. And it's also all through the late night. Take care, y'all, and be cool.